Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys rolling with me on this Friday Eve. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Jesus. Thank you, indeed. Is that Oprah's voice we use him for that? I hope not. Yeah, I think it might be. Well, it's still a good clip, by the way. Speaking of Oprah, I don't think I've mentioned it on the show, that she tried. Now, Oprah ain't done nothing. When I'm seeing Kai Lenny and a bunch of surfers, Doing the, doing the heavy lifting over there, the volunteering where they're using jet skis and boats to deliver supplies and, 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 and what's going on over there. Where is Oprah? Where is she? The last time anybody saw her, she was outside of a shelter with a camera crew wanting to go in and drop off pillows at a shelter somewhere. They told her she couldn't go in with cameras and putting cameras in people's faces. She dropped off some pillows at a shelter that people need what, you know, you go watch Kyleni go. There's a, there's um, an article on Gateway Pundit and you can see um, his, his, his footage of him, an interview of him as well as footage in terms of, of what's going on over there. Um, why isn't Oprah coordinating that? Could Oprah Winfrey not? Have a plane chartered from the mainland, loaded up with anything anybody would need on her home state of Maui. Now, granted, she she uh, splits her time between Hawaii and Montecito, but between her and Jeff Bezos, they're nowhere. Where's Barack Obama? He grew up in Hawaii. Maybe it wasn't on Maui, but he's nowhere. The next time you think about if you're listening to me and you're thinking about voting Democrat, you remember this. They're happy for this. And uh, Andrea, has President Biden made his way over there yet? He's going Monday. Uh, Oh, I want to read an email I got uh, from a a listener during the break, by the way, um, because it was good. Let me. uh, um, He says, uh, was glad to hear you tell some facts on Katrina. Oh, I could tell a lot more. Also, I'm no Bush fan, He, but he called the governor four times to ask if he could help. Yeah, he did. And talked to that idiot mayor, too. People also think FEMA is first response, and it's not. Uh, it's fill-in for what locally they can't do. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, one of the things that I said about Katrina is that I actually don't like a federal emergency response. Why are we centralizing emergency response? That is what our state and local dollars should be used for. It should be. <clears throat> and because they're not, the federal government is not our first responders. It was the job of the mayor in those cities and of the governor of the state of Louisiana who faced hurricanes many, many, many times to have a disaster plan. They knew a Category 5 was coming up. The local mayor 
Uh, I can't remember his name now. He's he might still be in prison. Um, but the but the low, what had happened was the year before, I think it was Hector was coming up and he his disaster plan was to send all the people from the projects to the dome. He was going to provide water and Lucky Dogs, which is our local, you know, hot dog vendor down there. I think Lucky Dogs ended up being ruined with COVID anyway. Um, I love me a lucky dog. So, um, and then because the locals complained that they were being fed lucky dogs, which I don't understand because I love a lucky dog. He said, when Katrina came about, he said, uh, you can come to the dome, but you're going to have to bring your own food, bring enough for three to four days. Because last year for Hector, I had a bunch of lucky dogs there that y'all wouldn't eat. So that's part of that situation that was going on down there in Katrina. So one of the things that I said is that, you know, um, when Bush was being blamed for everything, is that we shouldn't even have federal government. Number one, if you own property down there, you need to have insurance. Now, a lot of people were messed over, particularly those at the levee, 17th Street, were messed over because of the insurance companies. Um, but you, my family members that had insurance were able to rebuild. So we should not be relying on the federal government. And so I agree with that point. But right now, since everybody thinks we should rely on the federal government, Biden shouldn't be getting a pass for it. Just had a caller call in and say Ray Nagin was the mayor. Ray Nagin. Yes, Ray Nagin. Also, you guys remember one of the things about a Katrina that's important to remember, too, was that there was a Democrat who had a bunch of people. Who, they found a bunch of guns and money in, in his refrigerator. In, his, in the freezer or something like that. It, one of the things, Katrina exposed how, I mean, people think, people thought before Katrina that the corruption in the government of Louisiana was back, you know, in the early days, in the early 1900s. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. And um, the, the rest of our government at this point is, is pretty much as corrupt as the old Louisiana politics. Um, you know, I hate continuing talking about Trump, but it's kind of the big story today. One of the things that's happening with Trump today is there was threats that was made to the judge in Georgia and Trump is being blamed for it as though no federal judge has ever been threatened before. My daddy's first cousin was ATF. And in fact, he was mentioned in this book, rat snakes. And anyway, he, um, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't give his name out on TV, Terry Kirkland. Anyway, um, he was one of the ATF who, when a bunch of federal judges were being bombed, he was the one that worked on the on the investigative team and helped find uh, the killer. He also worked on un- on the Unabomber case. Uh, so there's there's been many federal judges that have been attacked, uh, you know, with mail bombs and, and different situations. This is not the first time that a judge has been threatened, right? In fact. Wasn't there a conservative judge whose son was murdered because somebody was upset with her in New Jersey because of the way she tried a case? But yet Trump is being blamed for the threats being made against this judge. I want you to hear this clip. And this is this is coming from this accusation is coming from a Republican, a former Republican representative clip two. Let's talk about that, Congresswoman. There is no known connection, we should point that out, between this woman and Donald Trump. 
What has been pointed out, however, is that her call, that threatening call, came just a day after Donald Trump posted a message saying, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. So is it fair or unfair to draw a line between these incidents? Well, I think it is fair because for years Donald Trump has put out that sort of permission that, you know, to go after him. And uh, kudos to um, Asa Hutchison, who did put out a statement pointing out, you know, that when he was a prosecutor, um, he went after the KKK and he was targeted by the, him, that by KKK. So he understands this and he and Chris Christie have, have, have criticized the targeting of law enforcement and the criticism uh, of law enforcement by Donald Trump and other candidates who haven't defended law enforcement. And we should have Republican leadership at all levels criticizing those who are attacking them because this is vile. And to have this type of assault on law enforcement across the board is 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 frightening and you know you used to have you know you know back in the day ronald reagan went out and made uh, clear yeah, he doesn't I gotta, want- I, no i can't listen anymore man she's using ronald reagan to push this nonsense she's using ronnie i can't and, and you you love ronald reagan as much as i do you can't be you, don't talk, go trash in the don't, no don't be invoking talk about invoking don't be invoking the name of ronald reagan to push this this ridiculousness there's nothing that donald trump did that connects him to this woman's threats did the did did she come out and blame bernie sanders for his person who worked on his campaign for shooting it and almost killing steve scalise this is insanity absolute insanity there's nothing that he has done that makes him responsible for anybody else's behavior Bernie Sanders was not responsible for that man going shooting, specifically targeting a bunch of Republicans at a baseball game. Just like it wasn't Sarah Palin's fault when Gabby Giffords was shot by a kook. And she was blamed for it because she had used on a district of like a campaign map targets. Oh, because she had used, you know, a a, a bullseye somewhere. That meant she was responsible for a nutcase who was a Democrat, by the way. For shooting Gabby Giffords. I am so sick of this. And this coming from a, a, from a Republican. Shame on her. And to equate Donald Trump as like the KKK. Prose- of course prosecutors are threatened all the time. The, uh, my dad's first cousin, the ATF guy. You know, I, the surveillance cameras that he had to have around his house. He had to train a Doberman to kill. Literally. Dude slept with a sheath in, in his sock. Because, uh, you know, he, he worked with the DEA to put, you know, cartel members behind bars to equate Donald Trump because and because they could come after him if they fought, got out of jail to equate Donald Trump with that kind of a it's, it's just what this man has endured. And I don't see anybody and, and she's talking about some other presidential candidate, Asa Hutchinson, agreeing how this how the uniparty is going after him is absolutely despicable. And the, and the, and what you what every American needs to take away from it is how they are treating Donald Trump is how they would treat all seven hundred seventy five million of his followers if they could. We're going to take a break. We come back. I see the phones ringing. We will open up the phones. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I was going to go to Katie, who I thought was holding on the line uh, to uh, she wanted to weigh in on the uh, shooting uh, uh, targeting the Republicans on, on the field. And right before I went live to her. I think we lost her. So uh, the lines are open, 888-344-1170, if you want to weigh in on that. Um, Here's what I want to weigh in right now. Um, I'm liking this. It's At least we've got a Republican Georgia state senator in Georgia who's actually doing something to try to stop... People being silly here at the station. <laughs> Can't be Darnell. Oh, I, I know. I mean, he's never silly. <laughs> he's taking next week off. That's our chief engineer. He's taking next week off. So he's already got, he's on, he's got short timers disease. He's ready to skip on out of here. <laughs> and he's leaving just in time because we got Hurricane Hillary. We being punked with a hurricane. When I first heard that, I thought Clinton was coming to town. I yeah, I did too. Somebody said, "Oh, Hurricane Hillary is coming." I thought, "Oh man, what's she doing? A fun? What is she doing here in San Diego?" No, we actually have a hurricane that's actually headed. I think it's about four hundred miles right now off of Cabo. It's going to it. It's it's looking like it could be a Category Four. Yeah, you and I were looking at the eye of the storm a little bit earlier. It's going to get close. It's going to get close. Well, the eye is going to land in San Diego Sunday morning, I think, or or Monday morning. Monday morning. It's not going to be a, a hurricane level, but the winds could be pretty high. I mean, we're at, we have a hurricane headed towards San Diego. We do. How often does that happen? I think the last one was nineteen seventy one. Been a while. It's been a while. People are a little nervous about it. And and I get triggered. I hear the H word and I get triggered. Well, I was like, well, I was like you. It's like, you know, rain. We don't get much rain in San Diego. That doesn't bother me. When you deal with the high winds, it's a little different. And thunder. My Boo Gator, I mean, we had we had some thunder because we had way more rain this year than we ever have had in San oh Diego. Goodness, it was yes. crazy. And it went on throughout most of the spring and the winter and the spring. And when we did have a little bit of thunder, my Boo was just like, he was just beside himself. Especially and I don't dogs like Pete yeah, and little, get, yeah, they don't like thunder. No. And, you know, he wasn't raised in that. I mean, you know, when we had dogs growing up in the South, it was like yawn. You know, we'd sit at the door. They'd go out to go to the bathroom, soaking wet at the door. We'd towel them off. They were used to it, right? Dogs out here ain't used to this now. So, um, yeah, I'm a little nervous about about my boo gator. Um, and what I'm also worried about is mudslides. That's something we have to worry about in Southern California. Um, although we haven't had recent really bad fires to, you know, to leave a lot of... No- Driving on the weekend, especially Sunday, Monday, be careful. Yeah. So uh, just heads up on that. So Darnell is leaving on vacation just at the right time. He's heading out uh, um, away from here. Okay. So um, I've got a nominee for Here of the Week. Tomorrow's our Friday show where we do Here of the Week and Stink of the Week. Georgia State Senator Colton Moore is moving to impeach Fannie Willis. He's accusing uh, the, the D age there uh the prosecutor of carrying out a political agenda against trump he says as a georgia state senator i am officially calling for an emergency session to review the actions of fannie willis and georgia uh you know at least you have one person down there who's a true conservative i'm disappointed in you georgia that you re-elected governor kemp he's got something like a 53 percent approval rating on a man who's allowing this kind of tyranny in your state and you got a whole lot of useful idiots. I got family in Georgia. 
and they all voted for Trump and they're conservatives. And when I've been in Uber rides down there with with and, and you know, I'm chatting it up with the Uber drivers and they're African-American. Most of them have told me that they're conservative and Trump supporters. But there's a whole lot of uh, of people down there, Democrats, clearly that just are useful idiots and are like, I mean, like used to be solid red. Yeah. And it, it, and, you know, um, yeah, it used to be solid red. And it's been flipped for a variety of different ways. Um, and Governor Kemp is not a conservative by any stretch of the means. Why wasn't the governor calling for a special session? Why did the governor come out yesterday and said there was and support this prosecution by this this um, prosecutorial abuse by coming out and declaring the lie that the Georgia election was not stolen? We know there was fraud. We've seen it with our own eyes. There's thousands of ballots that are unaccounted for. I'm not even going to get into all the all, all that, but this this is flat out prosecutorial abuse. And even if there wasn't fraud, attorneys have the right to challenge this government. How many times does it have to be said, Governor Kemp, that what uh, Trump's team of attorneys was doing, it was exactly what was done in Bush v. Gore on Gore's team. In fact, one of the attorneys was representing Al Gore in 2000. Here's what uh, this hero said, this Georgia state senator who wants a special session uh, to begin impeaching. uh, Fannie Willis said, quote, America is under attack. I'm not going to sit back and watch as radical left prosecutors politically target political opponents. Now, this is somebody should be on the debate stage or this is what Ron DeSantis should be saying. And he's not because Ron DeSantis wants to benefit. And Jenna Ellis, one of the 19, who's upset now and mad at Trump and mad at MAGA because they're not covering her legal bills, has spent the last six months trashing Trump instead of attacking the system that is now on her neck. She should have just, you know, and she was doing it to prop up DeSantis. DeSantis should be covering her legal bills because she was doing that for him. Moore also published a letter to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to demand a special session be called to address, quote, the actions of Fannie Willis. He says, we, the undersigned, being duly elected members of the Georgia House of Representatives and Georgia Senate and comprising three-fifths of each respective house pursuant to Article 4, Section 2, Paragraph 7, hereby certify to you in writing with a copy to the Secretary of State that in our opinion, an emergency exists in the affairs of the state requiring a special session to be convened under that section for all purposes to include without limitations the review and response to the actions of Fannie Willis why is he the only Republican who's done this not a whole lot of Republicans standing up for much right now this is a prosecutor who not just is using her position to politically attack a political opponent through the use of the Department of Justice in the course of that and she refuses to answer any questions in the course of that she and her team published before the grand jury even deliberated, published the find the charges against him, and even with the names of the grand jury, obviously meant to publish publicly publish those names, obviously meant to intimidate that jury. Newt Gingrich had something really interesting to say about the situation. He says that um, quote. I was told by a reliable source that Friday evening, 
uh, that somebody from Washington, this would have been last Friday evening, that somebody from Washington called the district attorney from Atlanta and said, quote, you have to indict on Monday. We have to cover up all the mistakes we just made with Weiss. And she apparently said, my jurors aren't coming back until Tuesday. And they said, you didn't hear me. You have to indict on Monday. And she said, they're not going to be here before noon. This means it's going to be eight or nine or 10 o'clock at night. That's what Newt Gingrich has said. And if you look back to the sequence of events, that's exactly what happened. What went down last week? It was a disaster because of David Weiss. Because of David Weiss, they had to, uh, and the disaster surrounding that, the whistleblowers, the naming of the special counsel that blew up in their face, they had to do something. Did I not say on Monday what happened on Friday? And then, and then Monday morning, uh, there was also over the weekend and Monday morning, we found out that the FBI had tipped off. This is a part of the David Weiss disaster that the FBI had tipped off the Biden transition team to, uh, to an interview. So they had to, they had to indict Trump. This now makes, um, number seven, I think, um, in which uh, bad information related to the Hunter Biden and the, and the Joe Biden crime family uh, comes out, and then they have to re- they have to retaliate by charging Trump. That's why that document was on there. Now the clerk said when the filing with a case number and a judge assigned, she just accidentally hit save. How do you accidentally hit save when you've already got a case number and a judge assigned? You don't. You don't. And you don't Tuesday morning have a case number and a judge assigned if you didn't file that indictment on Monday, which is exactly. So I actually think it was supposed to be save. It wasn't supposed to be public because they didn't want anybody to know that they had actually filed this on Monday. So I think it's less about jury intimidation as much as it is. They knew what that jury was going to come back with because the fix was in. Or or it could have been both. They, fi- they had to get it filed on Monday, and then they published it because the jurors needed to know what their assignment was. That was clearly, I agree with Newt Gingrich. I, I agree with him. I believe him when he says that that's the, what the DA was told. So they filed it on Monday, got a judge, a case number, published it to get the names out there to put the pressure on, on, the, on the grand jury and brought them back in and forced the deliberation. And here we are. All right, we're going to take a break. We got more to talk about. How about uh, Disney going broke from going woke? That's a, always a good topic. We're going to talk about it when we come back. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, so the, I. I didn't I probably should have brought it up when uh, Cameron and Riley were in last hour from One American News? One of the stories they covered over there today on Tipping Point was how long-term use of acid reflux drugs may increase dementia. I got to look into that, and I mentioned on air. Uh, that I take a Meprazole, that I have acid reflux. And I got a sweet email from John who says, did I hear you say you're fighting some serious acid reflux? I went through that too. Found out if I quit sodas, it went away. Hope that helps. Um, I quit sodas. Um, so um, 
I don't have a serious case of acid reflux without going into too much detail. I don't have heartburn. I don't have traditional acid reflux. Years ago during Thanksgiving, I felt like somebody was punching me in the stomach and I was doubled over in pain. And I went to the emergency room because it lasted for a few days and it was just miserable. And I felt like my stomach was in a vice grip. They couldn't do tests right away because I'd eaten a cheeseburger (laughs) on the way there. So long story short, they gave me something to drink and they said, if this, we'll take your, we'll test your pancreas and your other organs down the road. But if you take, if you drink this and you have relief, we'll think, we'll know pretty much it's, it's really a stomach situation. I felt better. Um, immediately the, the pain was gone. Long story short, and the, the medicine that they gave me for that, I can't remember the name of it right now, um, but it was great. And I never had that. I, I took it, you know, once a day and it was great. And then, uh, when I went to pick it up and they said that it was going to cost me $900 because it was, uh, my prescription had run out. And in the meantime, my doctor was retiring and I hadn't really found out, gotten like an idea of what it was, what was causing it. So, um, Donatel, that's what, what it was, um, that I was taking. And so long story short, um, the seizing in my stomach, it's not really acid reflux. What it is, is my stomach, I, I metabolize quickly. My stomach empties out quickly and that can end up with some leftover stuff in there that causes my stomach to seize up a little bit. So I say I have acid reflux when what it really is, is it's, it's a, it's, a, it's called slow something or other, but it's actually, even though it's called slow, it means I, I metabolize, I, I empty out my stomach quickly. And that causes it to seize up. So it doesn't really matter what I eat. I don't have flare-ups very often, but I take daily acid reflux to prevent that situation. Did I explain that well? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on there. But, and excuse me if I'm oversharing tonight, but, you know. Um, you hey, know live radio. Well, it's live radio and you peeps are my family. So, and if you want me to shut up about it, I will. One of the things y'all know about me is I'm not a big fan of the, of the comic book movies come to life. I wasn't a huge fan of cartoons as a kid. And that included some Disney movies that I wasn't, that wasn't my jam as a kid. I mean, I actually fell more in love with animated Disney movies as an adult and I watching them with nieces and nephews than I ever loved them as a kid. Um, I was with somebody today in a meeting and he said his dream would be to to take over creative at Disney because and he's like 25 years old. Maybe he says because of the way that they've destroyed, completely destroyed their movies. Oh, they have. I, I have a YouTuber that I follow. He has been a big Disney uh, Marvel Star Wars fan for years. And he cringes every yeah. time he goes to the movies because he pretty much knows that what he's going to watch, the Disney is going to destroy it. Yeah. And a report came out today that Disney, in 2023 so far, Disney has one win and five losses at the box office. And the way it works is a movie, as a rule of thumb, according to this article, and this is Breitbart, that the rule of thumb is that a movie has to earn back double its cost just to break even. So keep that in mind when I read some of these numbers to you, because Guardians of the Galaxy um, costs $350 million to make. 
This is their really their only success. It cost three fifty to make, and they they grossed eight hundred and forty five million. And you might be thinking, well, that's double. Yeah, but they have to pay fifty percent of the gross proceeds back to the movie theaters. So it's got a double just to break even. So that's the only one. So it did a little bit better than even. So this one basically is it, it, you know made them pennies compared to the cost. Um, but the, the Little Mermaid, the Boogeyman, Elemental, Indiana Jones was uh, just uh, everybody. You would think Indiana Jones would be a success, not yeah. so much. No, it wasn't. Um, and Haunted Mansion was the worst. I don't know anybody that saw Haunted Mansion. I unfortunately did. Was that was it woke? What was the problem with the movie? It was bad storytelling. Was it based it was like upon they the ride? It together, Andrea. Was it based upon the ride that you, at, at Disney? Loosely, it was loosely based upon the ride. I, I say this. This is not a spoiler. If you want to see it, villain was great. The soundtrack was great. The rest of it was garbage. Well, garbage in, garbage out. I mean, exactly. you, you know, did a, 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 a you put out a garbage product, you know, and you're going to have garbage, you know, sales. And right now, with the, with the, the competition, this is the thing. Like the SAG after a strike continues, and I had missed it. I mean, what am I supposed to be missing out on? I, I will be honest. I have family in the industry that's not working right now, but um, you know, I mean, the, the these these actors. You know, are trying to get the same monetary compensation like it was the seventies, and there's too much competition out there. And I do, I can't even think of somebody asked me recently what my celebrity movie crush was, and I couldn't think of anybody under uh, you know under fifty because I just don't even know who actors are these days because there's so many great actors and so much you know so many options out there that some of the best work like Bridgerton had a bunch of no name actors I'd never seen before. So, you know, there's, you know, so Fran Drescher, you know, your days of getting, you know, making 50 million a year for a show like Nanny, nobody's making that anymore. Nobody's, nobody's dropping that coin anymore. And so, and, and therefore the residuals aren't there. And, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to the movie industry if they don't stop going go, with the woke content. Because it's, it's not helping them at all. I am fighting the hiccups again. I don't know what is going on with me. Um. I see my man on the phone over there. I know y'all love skins, but if if y'all want to talk live, call in 888-344-1170. If you want to just give a message, call our 24-hour hotline 844-814-5227 cuz right now I need to go to a to a sound clip and I can't cuz my man is is in a chat with somebody. Let me tell y'all a story um of a handyman we got a squatting problem across the country. We've got a major squatting problem across the country. And it's getting worse. And, and it's, and it's going to happen everywhere because uh, the forces to, that be over our government um, don't like property owners. They don't want anybody to own property. Uh, the Great Reset plan is that you'll, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. One of the worst things that happened in COVID was, it. you know what? We talked last hour about Hawaii. All these homeowners over there, they're coming out, the, the governor's coming out and declaring what their plans for, for that state land. That's private property. And, and, and they're just flat out saying, here's what we're going to do with private property. The government has planned to seize your private property, and that includes your home. And one of the ways they're doing it is by legislating, making it possible 
either through legislation or through failing to enforce a criminal code, failing to kick out somebody who's refusing to pay their rent or squatting and seizing the property, stealing property from somebody else. And this has become a major problem. In New York, squatters have rights after 30 days. So you take a six-week vacation and you come back and somebody has set up inside your home and you now and they now have they have rights to your home. Good luck getting them out. In California, the squatting situation is so bad, people are just paying, landlords are just paying people to move out because they can't get their property back. There's different ways of squatting. One is you're gone and somebody sees control over your house. In other ways, like what happened to a friend of mine here, somebody uh, signed a lease with her, moved in and just decided she wasn't going to pay rent. And it took my friend having to hire an attorney and go through court. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, she lived there for a year and a half without rent. So this one handyman, uh, his, his uh, parents had a house. His dad died. His mom moved in with him, I guess. And, and, you know, in the course of, you know, losing his parents or whatever, the plan was to sell the house. But then they find out that these squatters have been living there. He can't get any relief from the courts. So he decides that he's going to get his mom to sign the lease over to him. He waits until they leave. He set up a camera outside the house, went in. And when they came back, he told him, you, if you break in here, it's going to be on camera and you're going to be arrested. And that's how he was able to seize the property back. You shouldn't have to do that in this country. But the government is specifically putting landlords in that position. We're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrew K. Show when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Instead of bumper music, how about uh, just introducing the one, the only, Andrea Kay here, yeah. <laughs> the last segment of the show today. Skins is dealing with, uh, we, we've got, I think I mentioned at the top of the first hour, sdg e is doing work around here, and we expected there might be some glitches tonight, and that involved our sister station that Skins had to run over and deal with. I just saw this in the meantime. What'd you see? Uh, remember how uh, the whole thing about Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal that was coughed up yep. uh, by the judge? Well, um, and remember those sweetheart deals? involved misdemeanor tax charges as well as involving the gun uh, gun charges well the tax charges side of it was dismissed by a federal judge today oh you think about that america we are dragging america a former president of the united states is look is facing 500 years for doing nothing wrong but questioning the outcome of an election and yet hunter biden took in millions of dollars in a bribery scheme with his now president and former father, vice president, whose father is former vice president, to the tune of $50 million, didn't pay a dime of taxes on it. You would have, you would be so, for millions and millions of dollars, you'd be so underground in a jail. Look at what they're doing to a Jan 6 defendant. Two years denied a trial in a cell with a light in his face for 24 hours a day and a bucket for a toilet. And you see what's being done for Hunter Biden. Shame on anybody out there in my voice right now who is, who is gleeful about Trump and these indictments and blaming him for it. Shame on you. And that includes many people, including some friends of mine that decided to support DeSantis and in the course of doing so, smearing Trump at the same time. I don't care what you think of Trump because ultimately this isn't even really about him. It's what he says... It's not really about me. It's about you. He means it. And I can't imagine what it's like to be him. Nobody and I, can. Nobody can. 
Jenna Ellis may be feeling it, but you know what? She'd at least have her legal fees paid for by now if she hadn't decided to trash Trump in the past six months. We have no justice system. I'm not going to use the term two-tier system of justice anymore. We don't have. We don't have one. Squatters can go in and just take over your property that you sacrificed for, that you've paid for, that you've taken care of, raised a family in, and they can just come in and take over your property. We're, uh, We're so communist at this point, it's not even funny. That's coming here in California, by the way. We know that's coming oh, here. Oh, I heard it. We know that's coming here. They're happy that mortgage rates, uh, top of drudge today, mortgage rates are going to increase another 8%. Or, in, or, or, or What is it again? Let me see. I want to make sure I get it right. I don't usually go to drudge. Um, let me see what it is here. Oh, it's not top of drudge anymore. It was uh, mortgage rates are going to go up 8% or go up to 8%. That's huge. As housing prices come down, interest rates are going up. So you, you think about that, what that means, these higher interest rates, because of the inflation that was caused uh, by overspending and printing money. So it's just going to keep more people from being able, able to buy. And then they're going to go, well, this is, why, this is why in Lahaina, after your private property burned, we need to build low-cost housing. See the game? Yeah. It's bad. Hollywood journalist Bush says she was raped by two men with a message during Pelicano saga. I don't even know what that means. I have no, I, I have no idea what that means. That just caught my eye as I was looking for the mortgage story. <sighs> what can we talk about that's a positive story? Alas, let's see if we can find a good news story. I'm, I'm in a mood. I need to find a good news story. Well, our good news story of the night was that Disney is going broke for being woke. <clears throat> that is a good news. I wonder if they're ever going to get it. Are they going to lose so much money where they change course? I don't know. I think I, I, they maybe they're so used to losing money, Andrea. Maybe they'll just implode. Yeah, could be. Um, I'm looking for a good news story. Not really seen any. Tan Mom is running for I mean, Here's Senate. one from uh, people go to Breitbart. They can check out. Uh, I mean, it might seem kind of trivial, but World Chess Federation bars men from competing in women's events. That's great. That's that is a good news story. Um, now, Gavin Newsom has said uh, that anybody. Well, he was actually more referring to parents, uh, but he was calling them profoundly ignorant uh, if they don't like the indoctrination going on in our education, because what and what is that indoctrination about? It's about transgenderism as they're recruiting kids into transgenderism. And, you know, we need more sanity uh, when it comes to this transgender movement. Here's I, do we have the clip of Riley Gaines? Did we pull? Yeah, I want you guys to hear. Her. She's going to be happy to hear that. Uh, let's play clip six against um that other dude the tall six foot whatever guy um what is it getting any better here are any of these governing bodies ncaa or others individual conferences or olympic governing bodies are they moving the needle back towards only women in women's sports some are 
Right. We've seen FINA, which is the international governing body of swimming. We've seen um, World Athletics, which is the same for track and field. We've seen now cycling um, take the approach where they're prioritizing fairness. And they're saying that if you've gone through male puberty, you can't compete against women, um, which is great. That being said, the NCAA, the IOC, what the Biden administration is doing to Title IX, we have some realms where it's taking the total opposite approach. Um, the Biden administration, in regards to Title IX, they're rewriting it to where it's no longer preventing discrimination on the basis of sex. It's preventing discrimination on the basis of gender identity. And I can tell you right now what they're going to do. It's supposed to be implemented in October, and they are going to try to be sneaky. They're going to try to do it discreetly so the general public doesn't know that they're doing this. Because when they opened the comment period, it was flooded with negative comments about what they were doing. So they're gonna try and do it sneakily. Um, I'm gonna do everything in my power to highlight to your everyday Americans just what the Biden administration is doing and the message that they're sending to girls like right. myself and like April Hutchinson. Well, we, we, will, we will continue to host you and, and please let us know as, we'll continue to talk about it and, and as that approaches, we'll make sure the, the world knows. She's a hero. She was at an event recently, spit on uh, just the way, uh, you know, biological women are being treated in this country is despicable. So that was good news that you brought us. Parents that don't want this um, that shoved on their kids are ignorant, according to Gavin Newsom. I hope he keeps making this kind of comment because it's it's not going to bode him well in 2024 if that's his plan. Clip five. I think one has a responsibility to draw what specifically you're referring to. Is it the notion that if you reference someone being gay, that somehow that's sexualizing our kids? Is that the case with straight people as well? I mean, if you're straight, is that sexualizing? I don't, I mean, it's, it's rather perverse that I offer that as a rhetorical question because you go, of course not. So by definition, I don't know what it is they're asserting. It's Orwellian, doublespeak. Or it's just so profoundly ignorant that they've been ginned up by outside agitators, which I think perhaps is a combination of this. And I'm deeply empathetic. Because I, I watched some of I can't listen anymore. You know my tolerance. I'm, I'm fresh out of tolerance I for that. I cracked up when you thought you were going to play the whole thing. <laughs> we're just ignorant because we don't want five-year-olds to be told that they should permanently mutilate their bodies. We're just ignorant. Keep it up. Hairspray head. Keep it up. Keep talking down to people like they're idiots. You're the ignorant fool, man. Just, just, why did I end on that? Now I'm annoyed. (laughs) I'm really not. I love you guys. And we'll be back tomorrow for Friday Fun Day. See us then.